You are listening to the North Monroe Life Group Leaders Podcast. Life groups are important to the life and health of the church, and this is a podcast designed to help you make your life group great through encouragement, sharing of resources, and having an ongoing conversation about the importance of your life group. We really don't know 100% what we're doing. My name is Cody Albright, and I'm the discipleship pastor, and I have with me... I'm Am I supposed to say? Kevin Krim. I'm Kevin Krim. I'm the Bastrop Campus Pastor, and we have no idea what we're doing. We're going to roll with this. So, but we're excited. We're excited. Yeah. Uh, we've both been here at North Monroe for pretty much uh, – I've been here a little bit longer. What have you been, four years? A little over four years, yeah. And I'll hit uh, six years in December. So we're, we came along, you know, about the same time. We've gotten to see a lot of change at North Monroe, a lot of great things. Um my role has has transformed, and a lot of people already know this, but I did came in and did college ministry. Now I'm doing discipleship ministry, which covers life groups. And so that's one of the reasons we wanted to um, jump in and do something like this for life group leaders. And uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about what you do at Bastrop Campus. Yeah, well, I'm the Bastrop Campus pastor, and uh, I'm the only full-time staff member up there. So um, that means that I kind of get to... Uh, facilitate a lot of these things and life group being one of those i, I kind of make that primary for me one of the things that i do uh, with your help is to facilitate those groups and um, other than than you know regular day-to-day pastoring things teaching bible studies and and getting sermons ready for sunday and that kind of thing so um life groups definitely hits us right where we're at and and i think even now we're seeing the need for them more than ever so that's kind of mm-hmm. why we wanted to address some of these things for mm-hmm. y'all so our goal with this, and, and, and me and Kevin doing this together, is we have uh, kind of the same context, but also different contexts. Kevin's dealing with different people than I deal with, different, uh, you know, church sizes, you could say that. And so there's a little bit different dynamic. I think that'll help. Um, one of the goals for this is that we hope that our life group leaders, you as a life group leader, are listening to this and will tune in as we post them and, and share those with you. We hope that this will be kind of an ongoing training for you as a life group leader to help you in these things. Because I know there's a lot of different things we can train on. We don't always have time to, you know, block out meetings, you know, an hour every month or so, which would be ideal. We, we probably could do that and have plenty of things to talk about. But technology gives us the, uh, the advantage here to, you know, do some of these trainings kind of as we go. So, you know, you can listen to this as you're driving around town. If you're on heading into work, uh, podcasts are a great thing to listen to. We hope you do listen to this or just on your own time, wherever you are. And I think that'll be a helpful thing. And maybe they'll even be an encouragement to realize that <clears throat> some of the things that maybe you're thinking as a life group leader that you may not even think we're thinking about, you'll know that we're thinking and we can encourage you. And, and I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a big encouragement for you guys too, because we realize um, what it takes to, to, to make a life group really work well and be what it really was meant to be, which we're going to talk about a little bit today. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it's more than just, you know, plugging in an hour on Sunday. And so we, we want to help encourage you and give you some tools to do that effectively. So Yeah, yeah. We're asking a lot from our life group leaders. We are. I mean, they're, they're preparing the lessons. They're reaching out to people, uh, doing, doing the hospitality and caring for people that, uh, you know, we – we really don't get the chance to as a church staff 
And so we know it's a huge responsibility. It, it needs ongoing training, and I think this will help us with that. Right. It will also give us a chance to um, kind of cover topics as they come up. So, like, currently we're dealing with uh, the church kind of regathering after uh, a four-month-long quarantine. And, you know, every we thought by this point, honestly, we thought in, in July we're going to be rolling back to normal. And here we are in July, and nothing is still normal. This we're, next Sunday, right, was supposed this, to start everything back to yeah. what we thought would be normal. This but was going to be the Sunday. It's and changed. This Sunday has already changed. I mean, it wasn't. We weren't going back to normal, but it's already changed from what we thought it was right. going to be last week. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and with that, um, with all of the changes, you know, it, it would be impossible for us to continue to call meetings to uh, communicate those changes, to communicate the next best method that we can see out there. So here we are on a podcast, and and I think this will really help us. Um, So let's talk a little bit about, and the first thing, we're going to get to, like, what is a life group at North Monroe? Why is it important? But before we get that, you know, the podcast is also a place to be really honest. And um, Kevin and I were talking before we went live. We we probably need to just kind of share some of the struggles that we're currently in uh, with life groups. So... Kevin, I'll let you start with that one. Man, uh, you know, for, I guess, starting middle of March, uh, this kind of put us in a, I don't want to, you know, say, uh, we were just constantly trying to figure out what was what was happening and how we were going to continue to do it. And, I mean, we've, we've tried Zoom. I mean, immediately, almost immediately, we weren't meeting in person anymore. And so uh, we, we spent a little time trying to figure out those things. And I think, you know, for us, Cody, Zoom worked for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like it didn't work because, I mean, in all honesty, we, we were made for relational yeah. um, being together. And that's really hard to, to maintain. And so I, that would be one of the things I would like for us to talk about because I know not all of our life groups even have, have met again. Yeah. And I mean, we're a smaller campus and and so um, those things and are they still meeting in Zoom and how we can help them and maybe even give them resources now because I mean I, it's it's a it's a tough situation that we're all in mm-hmm. um, the, the the good thing is we're all in the same boat and we're all in it together mm-hmm. and so that's why we're doing this but right. um, and you've probably had the struggle magnified a little bit because you've got a lot more life groups than I do and I deal with I've, I've seen it a lot and I even uh, really for the first time got the chance as we entered into the stay-at-home stay-at-home order, uh, you know, where where groups had to meet through Zoom. I I got the chance to actually jump into one of the life groups with Christina, my wife, and and just get to experience that. Really, and and this was the first time I would get to be in a life group in a long time. Right. And so there was already that aspect of it, but even then I could tell, like Zoom. Now I'm thankful for that technology because yeah. it did. For that season, keep us connected, yeah. and and maybe you know it's something that we will still need continuing in the future. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it there's all kinds of um, I don't know if dynamics is the right word, but you know, from from internet connections to am I muted or not, and distractions in the background. Zoom just it, it, it served its purpose, but it didn't get us all the way there yeah. for you know fulfilling the need of yep. life groups and. And then now that we're we've brought we're a few weeks into bringing groups back, you know groups needed childcare, so we opened that up. And um, even still, we're we're struggling to 
build those groups. They're not what they were. There's not one group that has come back and has it is exactly like it was before right. quarantine. And and I I sense in a lead, and I've talked to a lot of leaders and that that they feel discouraged because like where are our people? And 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 I feel that too. We feel that as as a church. I think we feel that as a church in America. Absolutely. Is is yeah. like where are our people and yeah. you know what what is it going to take? Mm-hmm. Um and and so even some groups are doing uh, in-person meetings and they plug up the computer and do zoom and there's you know there's some people on that and I think I think we've we've got to be both and you yeah. know use that technology and do the best we can right now yeah and you mentioned childcare, and that's a big issue for us on mm-hmm. our campus is just finding the time um, to, to meet and having that available child care that's been a big struggle for us it, it, it almost is like you know, with the life group especially, we we lost a little bit of momentum going to Zoom, and, and we're trying to regain momentum, but it's almost like we're pushing the rock up the hill, and it's really a struggle to kind of get back underneath it and, and get it rolling in the right way. But um, So we want to talk about those things. I think I think for us, Cody, really, child care has been the biggest issue because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for life groups to meet and study a Bible study or something like that with kids running around and things like that. And mm-hmm. so getting those, getting that childcare in place is, is something, you know, we've been working really hard at um, and are still working to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess as a word, I, I just thought of this. I just want to encourage all of you life group leaders, um, hold on. And, and as you feel discouraged, we are all in that together. Right. You know, we're the church. When one suffers, we all suffer. And and you're not alone in that. Um, groups are, are struggling. And, and that's the reality we're in right now. And I think we should use that, and I should use that as a motivator to really continue to care. You, you know, let, let your compassion drive that. And, and it's easy to get frustrated with people. It is. But... Uh, you know, everybody's in different places. They're yeah. just in different places, and and I really do feel like they'll be back one day. But don't be discouraged as a leader, feeling like it was something that you did or something that you know maybe that you didn't do that you should have. Right. It's just it's where we are now. Yeah, and I and I've tried to even in my role as a pastor and and uh, us as a staff. Uh, I know we've done that. Um, you know, one of the things that maybe I could encourage is is use this time to instead of calling one big meeting, maybe just give somebody a phone call that's in your class mm-hmm. and, and connect with people on a one-on-one basis too, um, letting them know, hey, I know we're struggling, but we're still here. We're still a life group. Um, you know, if you need anything, you let us know and that kind of thing. Um, I think that's really important because really life groups are all about relationships anyway. I mean, it's about community mm-hmm. and belonging and, and people just want to know that even though we're a little bit disconnected connected um we want people to know that they still belong and that they still have a place and so um that would be an encouragement i think that's something that we've tried to do as a staff to to reach out to people on a personal level um when we couldn't meet with them you know in a a large corporate setting so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and i think that perfectly goes into the next uh thing that we're going to jump into and it's really more training of you know and foundational stuff of what actually is a life group and why is it important? And Kevin hit a bunch of the, the uh, points on why it's important just right there. So um, as we talk about life groups, it's really good to define terms and, and really be clear about, you know, what we're, we're talking about. I know you as a life group leader, you know what your life group looks like. But 
our picture, you know, may be a little bit different. And so let's uh, let's just take a second and, and talk about that. Um, Life Group um, at North Monroe, and for me, is really like like Kevin I think just said, is a place where people can find other people who challenge and care for you. Um, you know, we we have people. I, I love the illustration. When people come to worship, they're sitting in rows, and we want to break the rows into circles, right? And uh, and give people a chance to uh, to digest some of the things they're hearing in the Word, to you know study the Bible together in those smaller groups, so that they can have a chance to uh, share with other people. There's there's so many dynamics. How would you explain a life group, Kevin? Yeah, and I think for me, like I said just a moment ago, it all goes back to relationships. I think we were created for that. Um, so while we come together as a body, as a corporate big body to worship, that's that's wonderful and it's necessary too. But I think more than that, you know, when God created Adam, He looked at Adam and said, "It's not good for man to be alone." Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks mm-hmm. volumes into our in our lives as as people, as individuals, as couples. You know things like that. And I think we need each other. I think we need people to kind of help us. And I think that's a huge part of what Life Group is, is being engaged in those circles. Like you said, that's a beautiful picture because it really puts you face to face with people Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, you know, all facing one direction, you're facing each other, which means you're doing life together. And I think that's probably why we call them life groups is because we want people to do life together, not just on one hour on a Sunday morning, but it's really more than that, right? That's right. Yeah. You know, we've all uh, probably at one point or another had have walked into a church, whether it was North Monroe or you're maybe out of town and visiting a church for the first time. And you walk in, you find your seat, you, you know, you don't get there too early or you're going to be sitting there for a while. You enjoy the worship service. It's fine. The music's great. The teaching was phenomenal. And then it's over. And um, how many of us in that moment you know, we we never connected to anybody in the room. It was really just we were there, we were inspired. I mean, we gained some stuff, but we never connected to anybody. Yeah. And that is happening. It was happening on a large scale uh, for many, many years uh, in church, and, and it's going to happen because people are going to they're going to check out churches. They, they may be just checking out faith in general and and uh, and God and and. So they show up just to test the waters. Now, life groups move you beyond just attending. They move you into that circle that, that you can begin to grow. Um, and, and I think if, if it was happening on a large scale before the coronavirus and stay-at-home orders, it's probably going to happen even on a larger scale now. Yeah. Because not just people who are testing the waters are going to be doing that just coming to a service it's going to kind of be the norm of just you know because that we want church but moving from uh, a room a large room into a smaller room in a more intimate setting is still not really comfortable for people very that's, intimidating that's, yeah. issues that's right now um but all that to say life group i, I really do believe is is part of god's purpose and uh he gives us groups as a gift. I mean, I really do see life groups as a gift that God gives us for the purpose of challenging us and caring for us. Um, we weren't created to live in isolation right. at all. And, and you know, it, it's. I was thinking about this on the way up this morning, uh, Cody, that even 
Jesus kind of had a life group, right? And I mean, he yeah. he 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 was surrounded by twelve guys that he mm-hmm. did life with for three years, and um, they they ate together, they laughed together, they traveled together, they they learned and served together, and and that's kind of what I see as a life group is the opportunity mm-hmm. to, like you were saying, to really grow spiritually to the next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, worship services are wonderful and they challenge you, but really you're going to find that. You're going to discover gifts and be able to use gifts and mm-hmm. things that you didn't even know existed, and you're going to be able to grow in a way in a life group that you never would just sitting in a church service on one Sunday, you know, a week or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. So life groups um, at North Monroe, there there is um, all different sizes, and actually that's one of the episodes we're going to do later on is what is the perfect size of a life group. Um, they are big and small. They're um, most of them are categorized by age demographics. Um, a lot of times parents of teenagers kind of tend to clump together, even though that age, age range may be a little bit long uh, or, or extended longer. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, like, for instance, our college ministry all meets together as a life group. Student ministry all meets together as a life group. Um, most uh, young families kind of clump together. Now, we do have uh, a few life groups that are just kind of open to all, any age, and they're working, and they're awesome. Yeah, that potpourri. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You <laughs> like that, true. yeah. Um, but most, that, and that speaks, Cody, that speaks to doing life together because people who are going through the same things kind of want to be around the people who are going through the same things, yeah. and, and that's, a, that's a real beneficial thing. Yeah, yeah. Most of our groups meet um, or have met on Sunday mornings and you know and that's the benefit and maybe one episode we'll talk about some of the good things that have come we've we've kind of talked about some of our struggles just to be honest but um, you know most groups meet on campus Sunday mornings Um, currently now we have groups that that are are testing the waters uh, Wednesday nights um, Sunday nights maybe in home and then there's still some like we said earlier on zoom Um, so and and, there, and there's a benefit to different times and locations. Uh, some of our groups, like we said, we talked about uh, sizes. Some of them have been as large as the average church size in America, um, and then some of them are four or five people. I mean, there's there's just all kind of sizes. some of your life groups are as big as our campus. <laughs> I mean, really, that's <laughs> true. Is, I think. Yeah, yeah, there uh, are there. But you're right. I know. And there's and there's some people who identify. I've got some people in mind who I know that came from a larger church in Shreveport and moved to Bastrop, and um, they loved a large life group, and they were looking for that when they came. And we have one particular group that's pretty large, um, and the rest of ours are, are tend to be pretty small. And they, man, they love that life group. They're very engaged in that because that's what yeah. they were looking for. Made yeah. them feel comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, and and all of our life groups are open groups, and so there's there's uh, there are open groups and closed groups. Open groups are available if anybody ever wants to come into them. You know, there's a seat for them. If on the other hand, if it was a closed group, we would close those down. And if anybody new wanted a group, we would just start a new group that would be a closed group. So all of our groups are open. Um, if anybody, and I get emails all the time of, hey, uh, we're we're new to town. We're newly married. Uh, one of us is still in school. Where's our group? And uh, and so I can plug them right in. And yeah. and our groups are always open. So keep that seat open for for new people. We love new people. Um, anything else about what what a life group is? 
I think that I think that covers it. I mean, I think um, just rem- remembering that it's a it's a community. It's a it's a place for people to belong and and grow and discover their gifts and sharpen each other. Um, that needs to be a place that they can be challenged. And yeah, I think that yeah. really speaks to what a life group does. I guess one more aspect would be. Um, you know, what are our life groups studying? Do they study all the same thing? Mm-hmm. Do they study different things? And all of ours, I, and I'm not even 100% sure on y'all's, do y'all study the same thing? Uh, just on occasion during the year, but most of ours are yeah. kind of do their own thing. Yeah. A, maybe age appropriate or couple right. appropriate, just depending. Right. Women's groups do certain things, but yeah. they're all kind of kind of independent of each other yeah. in their study. And, and that's ours too. Uh, all of them are studying different things. There are uh, a number of groups that are studying the curriculum, you know, right. the ongoing curriculum. So they would be all studying the same thing, but it's open. There's, there's, um, options out there for what kind of curriculum we want to use. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into um, from what is a life group to why is a life group important? How would you answer that? Number Man, one. Uh, we've said so much that I, <laughs> I think speaks to that. One of the things I was thinking about um, was the fact that I think life group really is a witness to the world. You're talking about those people that come in and that aren't engaged in church and they don't really see. I mean, Jesus said to his disciples, the world's going to know who you are by your love one for another. Mm -hmm. And what a life group does is shows love for another. It makes me think of um, times when some some of our life groups, and you you can probably speak to this, but um, I know being in, being kind of connected to men's retreats how when someone's going through something they will pretty much gang up on that house and just pray over oh, people yeah. um bill tells a story about how um or, or a pastor i've heard tells a story about how he went to the hospital to visit somebody and the people that he came to visit said you know you're not really needed here and he said well, what do you mean i'm the pastor of the church here <laughs> and they said well look at the waiting room and it was full of life group people yeah. and i think that's attractive to the world who I mean, our world's full of communities, but they're social communities or they're, they're these communities that can never really meet a need that people really are don't even know they're looking for, but they are. And I think Life Group is a witness to the world in a lot of ways. That's right. Um, so that's, that's right. one of the ways I would describe it. Yeah, I would say um, kind of going right along with that is that why Life Group is important, I would say number one on my list, and, and these are kind of moving, but number one, is that people know you and know what's going on in your life and that they can walk when people know that then they can walk alongside you right and um and really care for you in those tough times that is so crucial i mean if you've never had that before um plug into a life group of course i know we're talking to life group leaders but if anybody else is listening to this plug into a life group and see what can happen when when life group cares for that exactly um, I would also say, you know, everybody needs a place to call theirs. And and most people don't really feel like they're a part of North Monroe until they get into a life group. Yep, you're right. Even, even, and that's even on a small scale. Yeah, I agree with even you on from that. Join, even when they take the step to join the mm-hmm, church mm-hmm. and they're still attending worship, you really don't feel like this is your church home or yep. you're really part of it until you're in a life group. And yep. so I think that's why that's one of the reasons it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um Life groups are an easy place to serve. Um, you might not want to serve in a seventh grade boys class, but you got a group, uh, and these are people you love and care about, yeah. and you see a need, you know, a tree falls on somebody's shed, 
and and the whole life group shows up and you get to serve and you get fulfilled in serving others you do and when you do that side by side it bonds you together as a group like um nobody's business and i would say you know as we're talking primarily to life group leaders have your group serving together you know go to the mm-hmm. food bank or do do something you know find a way at, to plug in at the church to serve as a group because it will really it will really cement your group together to serve together it's really neat to see that it is it is you know another reason this is important and and I, I thought about this and i think i heard this somewhere but i can't remember where is that you see this model carried over from the early church they would meet together in the temple and then they would break up and go house to house yeah eat together so, and yeah, eat together that's right and so you even see that model of worship together and then eat together and do life together yeah. and so that it was important then it's important now a really good point um some people prefer small groups over large groups and so uh i know we're we're a large campus and it's easy to get lost it's easy to get overwhelmed and some people prefer you know that that is overwhelming to them but a small group is not yeah and so if if people can plug into a small life group and where they know people they they're cared for all these things we're talking about it, it eases that overwhelming feeling of yeah. this large group of people, you know? And I think that's that's true. Um, I mean, we, even on a small campus like ours, um, considerably smaller than, than the Monroe campus, you got people who sit on this side of the room and who people who sit on this side of the room and they never they never know each other. Yeah. So um, yeah. to be known in that way is really, really important. And I think that also speaks to, to life group sizes. It's good to have big life groups, small life groups, because some people yep. might not be comfortable walking into a group of 12. Yep. They'd rather walk into a group of 30 where they're not so obvious, but mm-hmm. um, so that, that creates an opportunity for them to do that and um, having those different size groups yeah. as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we've covered a lot of uh, topics already, and this is just the intro, and uh, our goal is to post these regularly. Yeah, don't we, hold this one against us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're just getting used to this. I like yeah, it. I do, too. Uh, I want to continue to do this. I want to cover some more specific topics, mm-hmm. and I want to be helpful to you as a life group leader. So as this gets out to you, at whatever point that is, uh, we, we, we encourage your feedback, and, and if there is something that we can help you with a topic that we can cover or maybe a point that we can hit within one of these topics um we look forward you know let us know yeah absolutely we'll do that sounds good uh we're gonna wrap it up right there um thank you kevin and uh thank you life group leaders for listening to the very first life group leader podcast at north monroe and north church bastard and bastard thanks cody all right